hands and give God praise. Say, I believe it and I receive it. I'll be the first to say Happy New Year to you. Just wave at people down your row. Wave at people across the aisle. Wave at people in the upper tier. Wave at everybody online. We say together, Happy New Year. We love you. You know, I really believe I have a prophetic word for our church that I want to share with you today. But before we do, I want to introduce you to somebody. You know, it's interesting, current stats on, on church uh, giving in America reveal a sobering trend. But I've been declaring all year long that Calvary Church is the exception to the current stats. I believe Calvary Church is a radically different church. A church, here's what I'm declaring, of 100% grace givers. Now, what does that mean when I say grace givers? Let me give you just a couple of verses of scripture and then I want to introduce somebody. But consider these scriptures right here. Under grace, we give freely from the heart, not reluctantly or under any pressure. That's 2 Corinthians 9. How about 2 Corinthians 8? Under grace, we recognize the need in the house and then we meet that need. How about this? I believe it's Ephesians 1. Under grace, we refuse to sit on our hands and say, because I'm under grace, no given for me. No, it's now all about what? Our motivation. We're not inspired, believer, by guilt or manipulation or arm twisting. We give from the heart knowing that our Father owns everything and has blessed us, Ephesians 1, with every spiritual blessing. Take your hand, set it right here, and say it out loud with me. Say, I'm blessed. No, say it like you believe it. Say, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. And, I get to be a blessing. and I get to be a blessing. And people have asked me all year long, they've said this, how has Calvary not just survived but thrived this year with grace giving? And you know what my response is? It's this. I let the people know about the needs and then I trust the Holy Spirit to motivate the people from the heart it is that simple and church I'm gonna tell you that I'm learning to trust God to move within our hearts your hearts in an atmosphere of true freedom how many of you know if it's God's will it's God's bill where God guides he provides when God calls he hauls Y'all, you're slow, but you're worth waiting for. I'm trying to help you. <laughs> God's got cash for the cause, and how many of you know God's got money for the movement? And nothing has caught God off guard this year. We are going to be a church of 100% grace givers. Let's give together. Let's take the good news to the world. And one of the ways that we are taking the good news to the world, and I know every week we try to update you on something, but one of the ways we're doing it, and we started this year, was by partnering with and by empowering local churches everywhere through a ministry of this house called GCCM, or Gospel Circle of Churches and Ministries. And if you have not checked it out online, you should on the website, uh, gccm.cc, and look at one of the ministries of this house. And would you do me a favor? We are partnering with and empowering local churches now around the world and I can't wait to give you a report in the new year but would you welcome one of our GCCM pastors would you welcome come on Pastor Caleb Knight give him a good hand clap come on step up here don't be afraid of me 
Tell everybody the name of your church real quick. So I pastor a church in Waxahachie called Faith Point. Yeah, and I want you to just tell these folks right here who have been so faithful this year and those online, what has GCCM meant to you this year? GCCM, for me this year, was the reason I didn't quit. The pandemic caught me and my church in the middle of a transition from one building to another, but the new building was a renovation project that we had taken on. And as the pandemic wore on and as the project wore on and, and due dates weren't met and we were online only, I began to feel so discouraged and defeated. And I'm going to be honest. Instead of looking for a, a way for God to elevate me, I was looking for an exit. Me and my wife talked and dreamed about just leaving, moving off and doing something different. But there was something in me that just kept saying, stay faithful. That was the word at the beginning of the year, Pastor Ben. Stay faithful. And on my lowest day, I got my phone out and scrolled through my phone. I said, who do I know that can give me some good news? And I saw Pastor Ben Daly and I picked up my phone. And someone asked me recently, what was the best decision you made all year long? And it took me about 30 seconds and I said, this is the best decision I made all year long. When I was at my lowest, I picked up my phone and I called Pastor Ben Daly. And I said, I feel like giving up. I don't know if I can keep going. And he said, come to Calvary tomorrow. And we sat and I was encouraged and he prophesied over us. And listen, because of your faithfulness, Calvary, I'm still standing today. I didn't quit, and the kingdom has been enlarged because of your faithfulness. And what I say from my family and from my church family, thank you, Pastor Ben, Pastor Kim, and thank you, Calvary. GCCM is making a worldwide difference. And real quick, you said you started this year in transition to get into your building, and then everything hit this year, and you didn't know if you were going to make it. But finish the story. What did y'all finish and what have you just moved into? The building is now finished in the middle of a pandemic with what? Hey, watch. What we thought was limited resources, but we know if we take a seed and we sow it, what happens? It begins to grow. It begins to expand and God has provided because of faithfulness that was the word because of faithfulness God has provided every single thing we needed every step of the way would you give God a good hand clap stay right here that y'all that just encourages me and that is that is you Calvary that's that's you that's that's you you're making a significant difference and this is one of the ways God told us a few years ago one of the ways we're gonna make an impact is by empowering local churches. How many of you know when I came into the gospel, I realized, you know who needs the gospel the most? The local church. <laughs> we need the gospel. Some of us have got gospel, functional gospel amnesia. We don't preach the message we tell everybody else to ourselves. And so this is very, very important. I'm going to ask you to pray. We're going to prepare our generosity. Church, as we close out this year, this last Sunday, wherever you are, whether in person or online, whether you're giving digital or with an envelope, we are bringing our best today and we're giving. We're closing this year out. Church, in March, I'm telling you, I said, I don't know. 
I don't know. I just begin to question. I don't know. And here we are finishing December. And church, the most powerful thing about us is that we're still here. And I've been declaring all along, all along that we're coming out better than when we went in, in Jesus' name. Father, I accept my limitations. Without you, I can do nothing of real significance. I can preach the gospel, but I can't make people believe. I can talk about the importance of generosity, but I can't make people give. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, you speak to our hearts wherever we are, online, in person. We close this year out by saying thank you. You've been faithful, and we bring our best. Pastor, would you speak a blessing over every giver today? Father, I just thank you for this house, for Calvary Church. God, and as people exercise their faith, and they trust in you like never before. God, as we reflect the heart of, of a generous God through our own generosity, God, I pray that you would meet every single need. And God, I, I'm praying not just for needs to be met, but I pray that desires of those hearts, God, that are connected to you would begin to be fulfilled. God, and I just speak your blessing over this house and every giver that has been faithful, faithful in supplying what this house needs and that the kingdom needs. God, I just thank you for their generosity. We are still here, and we're thankful for it, Jesus. And it's your, your name we pray. Amen. 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 Let's go ahead and give to the Lord. Crystal, it's been so good having you today. I just love it every time. Let's give. Overflowing, come on, are you waiting to overflow with all that God has for you? Come on, we're gonna sing it together and lift it up in this room. Come on, let's say, Eyes haven't seen, eyes haven't seen, and ears haven't heard, and ears haven't heard. It's the kind of blessing, the kind of blessing, kind of blessing that's about to that's fall. Yes. Victory is here. Victory is here. Kick defeat out the door.
y'all lift up your hands in his presence? Yeah. And would you lift up your head? Come on, lift up your hands and yeah. lift up your head. Get your eyes out of everything going on in this realm, what you see and what you hear and what you feel and set your eyes on Jesus. Father, I'm asking today that you open our eyes so that we can see you clearly. I'm asking that you tear down every false imagination that we may have about what you're like. Cause us to understand how you really feel about us. We've judged you wrongly by failing to recognize and appreciate how much you love us, how much you accept us. I ask for the next few minutes as the gospel is preached here in person and online today, empower us to live in confidence and boldness knowing as sons and daughters that you are working on our behalf in every circumstance of life in 2021. Now your word promises that we will cross over victoriously. And when you tell us that we are crossing over with you, we are going over we are not going under. We are going over. We are not going under. If you believe it, lift those hands and just thank him right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Say it out loud. Say, I'm in you. You're in me. Come on, remind yourself of that today. Say, Lord, thank you. I'm in you. You're in me. Wow. I'm sitting here and think about that song. Who it all. Yes, sir. Remember that? <laughs> Through it all. Yes, I Sing, Pastor. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust. I know I'm not on the worship team, but can I sing? Through it all. Can you say this year, I've learned to depend? I've learned to If that's you, just jump to your feet, lift those hands, say, through it all, say, through it all. Say, through it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust, I've learned to trust in God. sorrow and I've had questions for tomorrow there's been times I didn't know right from wrong but in every situation 
God gave me blessed consolation that my trials come to only make me strong so we say come on with me come on say Come on, sing it with me. I've learned to trust in Jesus. Say. I've learned to trust in God. Crystal, help me say it. Through it all, through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend, to depend upon His word. I want everyone to lift up your hands. Say it together. didn't let me sing like you because if I could sing like you I'd never preach I'd sing all day long that just felt good I've had many tears and sorrow felt that way this year whole lot of questions about tomorrow there's been times this year i didn't know right from wrong which direction but in every in every situation god kept giving me blessed consolation that my trials this year only come to make me strong so what we gonna say i can't hear you church we say move your feet like you're going through come on
58 verse 11 stay standing the Lord will guide you always 
he will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Lift up your hands, church. Say it out loud. Say, the Lord will guide me always. Say it again. The Lord will guide me always. Take one of your hands, set it right here out loud. Say, eyes to see, ears to hear, a heart to receive, a mouth to confess, all the good things Christ has already provided for me. And while you're taking your seat, just tell the person on your right and left, say, it's for you too. Come on, tell them. Let me, let me quickly say that I am thrilled to be bringing you what I am calling just a two-part mini-series here at Calvary Church that I've called The Crossover. And we're crossing over from 2020 to 2021, and that really doesn't matter. It's just a date on the calendar. But here's what matters, that we are doing it with prayer, with praise, and with prophecy. And I'm excited because this teaching is going out not only to our Calvary Irving, Texas family, but our Calvary North Fort Worth, Texas family, and our Calvary Wallace, North Carolina family, but also it is going out to many of our GCCM churches from coast to coast who are united in the declaration and demonstration of this gospel. And I, I want to say quickly that it is amazing church. Don't ever take this for granted. It's absolutely amazing to be a part of not just a revival, but I believe a new reformation. The first reformation 500 years ago pointed us back to the truth of salvation by grace through faith. And in this new reformation, I believe that God is pointing us back to the truth of living daily life by grace through faith. Saving grace and empowering grace. Saved from and saved for. Saved from something. Watch this. But you were also saved for something. And so I want to give a big welcome today to every one of our Calvary locations and every one of our GCCM churches. Would you clap your hands and give them a good welcome today? Come on, church. In early... October, I was meditating on the first six words of our theme verse. Isaiah 58, 11, the Lord will guide you always. And you need to understand that in my imagination, I saw myself like a guide. And I was trying to get through a very thick jungle. Hadn't, hadn't, hadn't this year felt like a dense jungle? And I had a machete in my hand, and, and I was wildly trying to cut a, a path, trying to make my way through, and I didn't know what direction to go. I didn't have a map. I, I didn't have a trail to follow. And the Lord encouraged me, and he said this, and may you hear the Spirit of God today. He said, son, you're not the guide. I am. And I said that I will guide you always. 
I'm the one leading you through. I'm leading you through this year, a year that may feel like a dense jungle to you. I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, follow me. I know what direction to go. And he said this, I'm creating new trails for you that will lead you to new places. And he said, they are good places. Trust me. There's no doubt about it. We've needed divine guidance this year. And the fact of the matter is we will need it next year too. We'll need it every hour, every day, every week, every month of 2021. Now there are two schools of thought concerning divine guidance. I'm not here to teach on this today, but on the one hand, some expect no specific direction from God beyond basic morality, common sense, biblical principles. They live life by their own better judgment within the boundaries of God's written word. And so their attitude might be described as a sort of Christian deism, which says that God set things up in the beginning, whenever that was, but he has pretty much left the running of things to us only intervening in our lives if absolutely necessary. And so their motto is God can't steer a parked car. At the other extreme now, some are paralyzed with indecision or fear until they receive specific direction or permission from heaven. It's sort of sit tight until God says something kind of a mentality. And the model that I want to propose today as I speak prophetically to our churches at every location the model that I want to propose to you as we face a new year, and the fact is, it is coming with many more uncertainties. This word steers a middle of the course between those two extremes, and it's as follows, and it is a word, I believe, for Calvary Church and our network of churches as we prepare our hearts for where God is guiding us, and it's this simple. Friends of God who live by faith and consult the Lord are led by the Spirit into God's purposes. Lift up your head, close your eyes, and hear this. Friends of God who live by faith and consult the Lord are led by the Spirit into God's purposes. Listen again. Friends of God who live by faith, not playing it safe, and consult the Lord, attend to His voice. They are led by the Spirit into God's purposes rather than merely asking him to bless our agenda for 2021. Friends of God who live by faith and consult the Lord are led by the Spirit into God's purposes. Now look at me. Today, before we pray and we prophesy, I want to break this thesis down into its component parts so I can elaborate on it further. Five parts. Church, we need to be declaring this all year long. First, Friends of God. Don't miss this. Friends of God. If there's anything the gospel has taught us, I don't know about every church, but I'm talking to this church. If there is anything the gospel has taught us, it's that God is not distant and he's certainly not our enemy. He is our close friend with arms wide open, not clenched fists. How many of you are glad we truly have a friend in Jesus? 
And the premise here is that God wants to be our friend. Can I tell you today, he don't want to be your 911 call. He don't want to be your psychic hotline. When God's our best friend, the fact is we don't need to make 911 calls. Knowing he's with us, knowing he is guiding us always, we can trust him. We can trust him to take care of us. We can know that he will. In fact, he has already given us the Bible says all things pertaining to life and godliness and someone has said and I love it if we will take responsibility for our relationship with God he will take responsibility for our direction if we will take responsibility for our relationship with God what is that I'm talking about heart stuff soil stuff a uh, private stuff right it will take responsibility for our relationship with God he will take responsibility for our direction that's the journey stuff the harvest stuff the public stuff and truth be told church I'll be honest with you I do I confess I do pray for divine guidance when I'm in a crisis or when I'm at a crossroads and we all do that but I am learning more and more as a son of God I believe there is a shaking going on and I believe it is revealing true sons of God who are led by the Spirit of God and true sons of God expect answers from their Father because we have a friendship with God. I think my requests are starting to lack anxiety and the impatience that a typical 911 call has. Those who listen to God during a dilemma, they don't know Him. Let me tell you, if they only listen to Him whenever there's problems, I don't think they really really trust him those are the people that tend to grovel they beg they bargain they demand there's been a lot of that going on this year but friends of God can make their request and then they can be at rest because they know I'm gonna watch what he does and I'm gonna watch from a place of peace and since they're familiar with his voice and sense his peace, they're able to step out in faith without wavering, hesitating, or trying to cut their own path. Rather than being afraid, they are confident that God is guiding. Friends of God, listen to me. We are not afraid of taking risks. We're not afraid of making mistakes. Faith doesn't require a full blueprint, an ironclad warrant action taken did you know that the bible is a history of faithful people who started their journeys and they never had an itinerary and they frequently only knew the single step in front of them but they risked taking it and truth be told we don't always know what the next step is going to be we only know the step that's in front of us and church are you going to be okay with that this year and there are times that I ask the Lord, God, I say this, God, if I take this risky step, can you promise that it will succeed? And he said this, son, I promise you my presence, not a fail-safe journey. And because we have God's presence, would you lift up your hands, church, because I'm going to get prophetic throughout this thing. 
Because we have God's presence, I remind you today that you are okay no matter what, no matter what, no matter what, because you know his character and you no longer fear making mistakes and you no longer fear risking failure. And we know that he works all things together for our good and his perfect love casts out all fear of punishment. And because he doesn't require his friends to walk on eggshells around him, we feel free to trust him, to walk by faith. If y'all are getting this clap your hands and give God praise and somebody bring me a towel about ready to wipe my makeup off y'all getting this next thought friends of God watch going fast who live by faith the friends of God who live by faith they're led by God's spirit they're led by the Spirit's peace, which the Bible says transcends all head knowledge, your understanding. Stepping out in faith doesn't always feel peaceful to our flesh, but peace reigns in our heart when we are aligned with His heart, even in difficult circumstances. And if a direction we're taking isn't pleasing to Him, or if it's not best for us, or if our imagination isn't fixed on him, watch this. We will not, the Bible says, experience what's called perfect peace or shalom, shalom. Double peace. It means wholeness. It means completeness, soundness, health, safety, prosperity, being led along a good road. Listen, the Spirit will bring a course correction. And if necessary, he knows how to get the message to us. And I really believe that that's what's happening right now. Hear me, church. God is bringing a course correction to the church. The capital C, church. And this is exactly how David related to the Lord as a friend of God. David normally lived in the faith that God was with him and guiding him. And by faith, he suggested to a prophet, his name was Nathan, in 2 Samuel he said, I'm going to build a temple for God. Now watch this. Nathan's default response was what? He said this, whatever's, whatever's in your mind, go ahead and do it for the Lord is with you. But this time, watch this, David's plan wasn't God's heart. And look what happened. The Lord sent him a message. The night the word of the Lord came to Nathan, Nathan got up and said to David, he said, he said the Lord has told me that you are not to build a house for him. In other words, Nathan's prompting. David had a green light. Nathan said, yeah, go ahead and do it. But when the light turned red, watch this, God was faithful to let him know. And apparently there are times when we've got to pull over and put the proverbial car in park. And in many ways, 2020 has been a year of pulling over and parking. Whether we wanted to or not, the Lord knew that some of us needed to stop. And we have to trust that he knows what we need exactly when we need it. And that he will be faithful to let us know. And I've got to remind myself of this when I'm asking questions just like you. And I'm saying, when will all of this be over? And do people even care about the church? Is the church really this 
feeble. Do people really live in this much fear that call themselves believers? Will the church in America recover? How much longer can I navigate a situation like this? What's next? What's going to happen this week or next week? Do I really have what it takes to be a father, to be a husband, to be a leader in a time like this? And no matter what questions you may be grappling with right now, you've got to trust God and you've got to go, church, with the Spirit's perfect peace. Next thought. Friends of God who live by faith and consult the Lord. I am confident that God's peace will direct us as we live by faith church this year and if we veer off course I'm telling you he's going to be faithful to deliver correctives to us to ensure that we're open to hearing uh, these messages we, we, we must trust God for confirmation how do we do that through the word and through the spirit and we expect God's direction beyond simple moral uh, discernment so we need to consult with, with him and I'm Believing that, that what the Lord this year has made room for in terms of prophetic moments in, in many of our gospel circles, even in our uh, corporate worship experiences, whatever location you're at today, as well as leading us privately as a church to stop and to spend time and moments with Him to listen. It's going to continue, and I believe that it's going to increase. It's simple. Our hearts, church, listen to me. Our hearts this year have got to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. In Acts 16, we find Paul's team, and they're on a ministry trip to Asia Minor. And you think about this church, rather than going into all the world at random, we see their sensitivity to God's Spirit. And right, the boy of the Bible says you're supposed to go into all the world. Watch this. But they were sensitive to what the Holy Spirit was, was saying. And, and do you know what those verses of Scripture say there? Watch this. It says this. The Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to enter the city. They were kept, one verse says, from preaching by the Spirit in the province of Asia. It says, then Paul had a vision at night calling them to Macedonia. Church, we don't always have to have something to say. I'm telling you, I'm saying, God, this year I want to be a a contemplative it doesn't mean because I show up I have to have something to say sometimes let me tell you something the best thing we can do is just stop and listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying and I'm telling you we consult God consult God if the Apostle of Grace needed to consult God's Spirit in order to stay on track then so do I and so do you and consulting God, let me tell you something, includes what? It includes living daily in conversation with Him. Church, please hear my voice wherever you are. Before we step out the door every day in this crazy world, before you walk into a meeting, before you send emails, before you make plans, before you make a crazy post or anything else, we've got to spend time with Jesus. And we've got to ask questions like this. Lord, what is the best use of my day today? Lord, is there anybody that you want me to run into today and talk to today? Lord, is there anything you want me to do different today? Is there anyone you want me to call? Is there somebody you want me to reach out to? Is there something you want me to 
to see in my imagination today that I've not seen before. And if we think that we can continue, church, and hear my voice living on some sort of cruise control or autopilot and just do what we have always done, we are going to miss the slight adjustments that will determine whether or not we stay on course. And it is imperative that we spend time, church, listening to God's Spirit in a world that is full of noise and distraction and churches that are full of noise and distraction and we should expect to hear Jesus' answer because the Bible says that his sheep know his voice and we should follow those impressions when they come and, and by the way when they don't come the way you think they should we shouldn't be paralyzed into inactivity and stubbornly demand a word from the Lord. Do you know what we do? We simply proceed by faith on the path of greatest peace, not the path of least resistance. Because you better hear what I'm going to say. There are times we're going to deal with resistance. Watch this. But that don't mean we still don't have peace. I don't know if there's ever been a year like this that I have sensed the peace of God like I have this year, the contentment of God and the joy and the life and the goodness of the, of the Christ life in a year like this. I didn't know I'd see God like this. Church has absolutely wrecked me. Next thought, I'm almost done. Friends of God who live by faith and consult the Lord are led by the Spirit. As we live by the Spirit, can I declare over you, and I'm going to prophesy, that life naturally just unfolds before you and even so at times we still come to major crossroads and in those times we ask God what do you want and you know what his response is God what do you want here's what he says son what do you want because part of the discernment process is what learning what we want so that God can discuss with us why we want it and whether he wants it to and why we might differ on this and when should we have it and so on. Do you know what that sounds like? It sounds like a friendship. And when someone tells me stuff like this, well, pastor, I, I get what they're saying, but when they say something like, well, I just want what God wants. That's all I want. I just want what God wants. I appreciate what they're saying, yet God's desire is not to cripple our will, but to conform our will to his. And there may be a whiff when people say, well, I just want what God wants. There may be a whiff of fear, and there may be a whiff of, of, of fear of, of, of risk in that statement. Uh, but, but, but that usually stems from what? Insecurity of someone who just wants. Well, I just want what God wants. Well, watch. You're just someone that wants to be told what to do. And the whole thing isn't about being told what to do. This thing worrying is not about us just going through robotic motions. It's about having a real relationship with Jesus. It's about learning the unforced rhythms of grace. It's a beautiful dance, and the Spirit wants to lead it. And maybe this year, church, may you hear me prophetically. The Lord is standing with outstretched hand, and He's inviting us this year to get in step with His dance instead of doing what we've always done in the same worn-out, mindless motion. Maybe He's inviting us this year, Calvary. Why don't you learn the unforced rhythm of 
grace and instead of checking off the list month by month of what we've done year after year instead of doing things how we've always done them because that's just how it's always been maybe it's time church for us to get in step with the new dance the unforced rhythm of God's grace and if there's a church that believes it clap your hands and give Jesus praise Are y'all getting this? I want pastors to get ready because I told you it's going to be day. Be de- What'd I say? Prayer, praise, and the prophetic. Now I'm going to prophesy. Friends of God who live by faith, consult the Lord, are led by the Spirit of God. Watch this into God's purposes. Church, hear me, and I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm shot, just, it's just shotgun here. Watch this. A few things you got to remember this year. You have a free will. You are not a victim. You're not a martyr. You're not a sitting target. You're not a loser. You're not a victim. You have a free will. Use it as a spirit-filled person acting in faith God has a voice listen to it and obey it God has a purpose for you can I encourage you stop trying to find it and don't be paranoid of saying well I'm going to miss it no, are you ready for this believer just experience it His purpose is the thing that's happening to you as you are led by His Spirit. Can I tell you, the purpose of God is not a destination 10 years or 15 years or 20 years down the road that you need to know or need to make sure it happens or measure up to or need to fear missing out on. Here's the promise. Lift up your hands, church. I'm about to prophesy. If we live by the Spirit today, meaning what? Acting in faith at His moving. Watch this. His plan for us will effortlessly roll out before us like a red carpet one kick at a time it is not so much about a destination it is about a journey and the Lord says this and I prophesy over every Calvary location I your guide have gone ahead of you. I want pastors to get ready now. I, your guide, have gone ahead of you, and I have already been to your future, and I have seen it, and I declare, says the Spirit of God, that it is good, and I'm cutting a path just for you. Trust me and enjoy the journey. Now look at me, church. I tell you, when God declares that our future is good, it is good, and it will be filled with many wonderful good days and months and years. Did I say it will always be easy? No, I did not, but I did say that it will be good. So what do we do when the Lord tells us that we're going to have good days? 
days, a good future loaded with his blessings. Watch this. We begin to prepare for it. In other words, before the blessings are made public, that means manifest. Before the increase comes, he wants to enlarge, the Bible says, the, the place of our tent. He wants to stretch forth the curtains of our dwellings. And where does that start? I've been teaching on it this year. It starts in our God-given imagination. For example, now let me just talk. If you are believing God for a child, this is just one example. If you are believing God for a child this year, you start engaging your God-given imagination. You plant, mother, father, you plant that word deep in your heart and you start reading books on babies and preparing the baby's room. In fact, prepare to to have more. I, I, I speak over this house. We're going to have more ba- you're going to have more than one and start looking for a bigger place for your family and, and God says enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. I hear the spirit of God say get ready for expansion I'm talking to every location start raising up young leaders and teaching them to tend their heart. I'm not looking for sexy leaders. I'm not looking looking for leaders that got that got style I'm looking for leaders that got the right heart start giving start encouraging others to give start building websites start filming classes start looking for property start drawing plans start preparing multiple homes multiple incomes multiple locations many sons many daughters many clear voices I'm prophesying now jump to your feet lift up your hand God wants us to get ready and expect such faith and increase in the days ahead that we shall expand to the right and to the left and our descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabitant and because God's declared your future good know that you stand on favor ground lift your hands expect good things to happen to you expect to see the favor of God on you on your family on your children on your church expect blessing and increase expect many good days to show up in your life he your friend and as we face this new year let's be reminded he is our friend we can trust him we can consult him he is faithful he's faithful to lead us to our purpose so I've argued today what friends of God who live by faith and consult the Lord they are led by the Spirit into God's purposes and as you uh, get a hold of this church and as we begin to declare it I am saying that we are sure and some of you say no I'm not I'm very unsure I'm unsure about my next step I don't know I don't have it all figured out and some of you you have been immobilized by fear and intimidation and and I came today to remind you he's your guide and he knows what direction and he's creating new paths and I declare he's leading us to new places and they are good places and I hear the spirit of God say this woe to the lions and the tigers and the bears that we may see along the way woe to them woe lions and tigers and bears oh my woe to every enemy because greater is he that is in us than anything going on in this world and if you believe it church give God a hand clap of praise right now like thank you pastor for that powerful word 
Pastor, as you were hitting this subject of being led by the Spirit, here's a picture that I saw. Church, lift up your hands, just receive. We're going to flow for a moment. I saw question marks. Go. And people were asking, what does this mean? And what must I do to be led? I want you to know it's not a doing, because as a son and daughter, you have an inheritance. And here's what I felt in my heart, that as you are led by the Spirit, your inheritance is this, that you get a chance to grow out of one mindset and into another. What does it mean to be led? It means that you are growing out of pressure and anxiety, and you are growing into partnership and expectation. What does it mean to be led by the Spirit? It means that you're not driven by what people are saying. You're not driven by the economy. You're not driven by your circumstance. You're not driven by your old nature. But you are growing out of those things. And you are led by the Spirit. It means you're not driven by your past. You're not driven by your feelings. You're not driven by fear. But you have the inheritance of growing in grace. And you're coming out of that old mindset. And you're coming into a new mindset where you're united with God. You're in partnership with God. You are growing in grace. And you are manifesting. And you are healed. And you are restored. And you are the righteousness of God. And great things are manifesting. Why? Because your mind is shifting and you are led by the Spirit of God. Come on, let's rejoice and clap our hands. Come on, church. If you receive that, put your hands together. That's a word for you. This morning in my prayer time, I, God brought me to this portion of Scripture in Ephesians chapter 3. Anytime there's a word or a promise in the word, it's for all believers. It's for us. I saw your face, Ron, this morning when this, God brought this verse to me. We're in the church. We all know the love of God. We all understand it, right? find it interesting the Apostle Paul is writing to the church about the love of God, something so simple. But listen to what it says. And to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. God, fill me with your fullness. Did you know it's tied to your knowing his love? Did you see it? Being filled with the fullness of God is tied to your knowing his love because that is his fullness. His love is his fullness. And then for some of us, Ron, in 2021, once you know the love of God, that's the fullness, but watch what it says. Now, now that you know that, next verse, 20. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we can ask or think according to the power that works somewhere out there, according to the power, now that you know this revelation that's in you, God's love in you, the power that's working in you 2021 God's saying don't look for it from the outside I'm the one that connects you with the right people I'm the one that opens up doors that no man can open I'm the one in 2021 that could move you where God it's too late God I've missed my window God says not according to my time I don't care your age God says not according to my time you believe it and receive it church just lift your hands for a moment father I just prophesy the fullness is found 
in us knowing, believing, receiving, and walking in your great love for us. In Jesus' name. Uh, Tanisha, Jennifer, Todd, Jacob, and Eunice Coronado. Psalm 1-3 says, you are like a tree planted by flowing cool streams of water that never run dry. You bear fruit in every single season. Your leaves never fade or curl in the summer sun. They never wither, even in the harsh seasons. No matter what you do, you always prosper. In other words, you are favored. You are set up to win, to win, to win, and to win again. Start, expe start expecting God's goodness. Live with expectation of good. What you put your hands to will prosper. You have the mind of Christ. You are full of wisdom in every situation. You have the very mind of Christ. You walk into rooms with solutions and creativity. No matter what you face or encounter, you have the very mind of Christ. You will have the creative solutions to every situation that you encounter with employees, with situations, with problems, with challenges, with obstacles, regardless of what you deal with, God says, you have my favor. The universe is literally tilted in your favor. No matter what the season looks like, you will prosper. You will win. Father, I thank you so much for these entrepreneurs. I thank you, Lord for these people, Lord, that have the very mind of Christ, you have given them your victory. You have set them up to win. You've tilted the universe in their favor and they cannot lose in Jesus' name. Romans chapter one, verse 17 says, this gospel, the word you heard today, the gospel of God's grace, this gospel unveils a continual revelation of God's righteousness a perfect righteousness given to us when we believe and it moves us from receiving life through faith to the power of living by faith pastor talked about walking by faith today he says this is what the scripture means when it says we are right with god through life giving Faith, I think this is a word for the entire house. Pastor, after you preach that word, everybody from corner to corner, lift your hands. In the name of Jesus, we declare today, walking into a new year, into a new season, walking into new businesses, new opportunities, new challenges, facing new opportunities, we declare that we will walk by faith. We declare that we have a revelation of this gospel, the gospel of the new covenant of grace. We declare that we are a peculiar people. We declare we are sons and daughters. I speak over this house today. I speak over every location watching us. I speak over those online. Today I declare that you will walk into 2021 by faith, not by sight, not by the reports, not by the doctors, not by what your family said, not by what your spouse said, not by what's going on at your job. I declare you will walk by the promises of God. I declare you will see exponential favor and increase. I declare families will be united this year in 2021. I declare there will be reconciliation. I declare your heart will grow soft 
to be able to walk in forgiveness. I declare you will experience the pleasures and the blessings of God. I declare in the name of Jesus, you will walk in an authority as a son and a daughter like never before. And your greatest days are not ahead of you. They are now in Jesus' name. If you believe it and receive it, shout right now and give God praise. You're the righteousness of God.